Welcome to the Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we're going to hear from friend and flat track motorcycle driver Ron Cavell. We're also going to hear from Brianna from Bulldog Coatings, Bob from Midwest Collision, and our old friend Speed the Sauce Man from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings, right after a few words from our sponsors. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling contact land pros agent jj wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com that's l-a-n-d-p-r-o-z.com partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the united states altenburg construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business altenburg construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd whether you need an entire site or a single slat. Call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. They service the entire cow's listing area. Their employees live in our community and sponsor area racers and softball teams. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevlin Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Whether you're running for the checkered flag, blasting down the strip, or cruising in the boulevard, you want crisp flat response and reliable horsepower. Buyer's Engine Service offers a full machine shop that can completely machine or rebuild your tractor, race car, or streetcar engine and put some life under your hood. No gimmicks, just horsepower. See buyersengine.com or call 507 507- 282-5586. Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things Modlight in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their Modlight platform in action. Kicking off the new Endeavor Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 Modlight roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details. Welcome back to the driver's segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Ron Cavell, flat track motorcycle racer and also pit crew for some of the most famous sprint car drivers in history. And Ron, let's go way back to your mom and dad who really started this love of motorsports for you. They had a motorcycle club back in the day that they belonged to, called the Happy-Go-Lucky Club. That's correct. Happy-Go-Lucky Motorcycle Club, yes. And my mother and father both had bikes. That's how they, uh, uh, when my dad met my mother, they, he had a new, uh, 
a new Harley. It's probably a 48, if I remember right. And shortly after that, he bought my mom one. And they hung out with a fellow you probably heard of before uh, that raced motorcycles here locally, and his name was Bob Slater, sprint car driver. And they hung around with Bob. They all went on gypsy tours together, and Bob got into, of course, being a sprint car driver. And when my mother and father got married, his wife and Bob were best man and lady at my mom and dad's wedding when they got married. I've had a little bit of racing background even before I was born. (laughs) Another big influence on your love of motorsports, Hall of Fame sprint car driver, Ray Lee Goodwin just happened to live right behind you growing up. That's correct. We lived in a, an addition called Shoto Estates. This is north of Kansas City. And in 1962, new neighbor moved in right behind my mother and father. And I went up to meet him, and it was Ray Lee Goodwin. And he had just moved in with his wife, no children yet. And sitting inside the garage was a brand new sprint car and became fast friends and stayed friends forever with Raymond. Just unbelievable stories about that boy. We went everywhere together. A lot of fun times. Your dad was also friends with Hall of Fame sprint car driver Judd Larson. That's correct. Judd was a good friend of my dad's. When he came up from Texas and came to Kansas City, they all hung around together and went to a lot of races with him. And my father was much into building cars, engines also, and he knew a lot of people. My dad knew an awful lot of people, and I got to meet a lot of them. I barely remember Judd. I'd seen him several times, but never got close to him like I did with Ray Lee and uh, Greg. Through the Ford Motor Company, your dad also got to know Holman and Moody. Yes, John Holman and Ralph Moody, that's correct. And through some people here locally in Kansas City that were big into Ford performance, one year we decided not to go to Indianapolis for the 500. We went to Charlotte and toured the Holman and Moody shop there in Charlotte, North Carolina. And there was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of drinking going on, a little beer drinking. Not me, of course. I'm just a kid. But a lot of beer drinking and stuff going on. And it was about a month later, I was back home. My father worked for the railroad also. He was at work. And my mother and I were sitting on the front porch one night, and a big truck pulled up, and the guy asked if some neighbors help him unload this motor. And my dad, without us knowing it, he bought a brand-new 427 from Home and Moody, and we put it into our 68 Torino. And it wasn't a NASCAR motor, but it was a, it was a fast car. It was, it was very powerful. It was unbelievable. Every, every kid in the neighborhood was there when we were putting the motor in. It was, it was quite the scene. I've got a picture of you standing next to that car, and to have that car back in that era, you must have been the man of the town. Pretty much. Yeah, I had <laughs> every, all of my friends wanted to go for a ride in that car all the time. Uh, it was, we had a really great time with that car. It fooled a lot of people because we kept the 390 emblems on the car. Never, never really gave away the secret that was under the hood, you know, just uh, a little bit of a sleeper. <laughs> How did your dad ever get to know Holman and Moody? Well, actually, I'll tell you how it happened. There was a friend of ours that worked out at Southtown Ford in Grandview, and he was the parts manager for Southtown Ford. His name was Spot Hessel. And one of the guys that worked out at Southtown Ford was big into the Fords, too, was Carl Williams. And he was a local driver. I'm sure you've heard of Carl. And we just got associated one time. I think they had a deal out there. There was a drag pack or, or drag school that came out there one time, and there was a home in a Moody... I think it was a Mustang. 
And they all got to talking. Well, John Holman was there, and my dad, being like me, he's very out there. He loves talking to people and having a good time. And they got to be friends, and he invited us out to Holman and Moody one time, and we all went. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget it, Clayne. It was unbelievable. It was just uh, something that you, you don't get to see every day, that's for sure. Well, back in the day, they were definitely the name to beat out on the racetrack. Pretty tough with David Pearson. It's no doubt. You and your dad both worked for the railroad. Yes, Burlington Northern Railroad. Well, my dad, CB&Q, until it became the Burlington. Yes, my great-uncle worked there as a conductor for 52 years, my dad for 44, and I ended my career with 42. Wow, that's definitely dedication to the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it took away a lot of our pleasures, though. I didn't. I, I always had to lay off a lot, and... I was getting threatened quite a bit about laying off so much to go to the races because they didn't really, the attendance policy is pretty strict. And I remember my dad telling me one time, he says, you're going to have to do something because the superintendent called me in the office and said, they're going to fire you if you keep laying off on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> it, it got into my racing a little bit when I got a little older, that's for sure. Your racing career started, like many other famous sprint car drivers, like Jan Opperman and Shane Carson in motorcycles, because at the time, sprint cars were just too expensive back then. Sprint cars and midgets were. I, I really wanted to do that and follow the footsteps of both my heroes. That would have been Ray, Raymond and, and Greg Weld. And it just wasn't, uh, the money wasn't there for it. And the bikes, I was really good on bikes. I started at an early age, around six years old, and I excelled pretty well on them. And that was my way of, of having fun in the racing world is what I could do, you know, and afford. But I had many sponsors. I had a lot of bike shops here locally that I rode for. And also Greg sponsored me and helped me out quite a bit. And his shop on 1700 Truman Road, I kept my bikes there. And, of course, Olympic Stadium was just a couple of miles down the road on Truman. So on Friday nights, I'd get out of school when I was in school and go over and load the bikes up and then head down to Olympic and then come back and put them back in the shop for the week and get ready for the next weekend or whatever we were going to go. You know, sometimes we were gone Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We had gone all weekend racing, mainly fair circuits. Speaking of fair circuits, one of the things I vividly remember is flat track motorcycle racing here at Oatana during the fair. And one of the names that I always have remembered is the Bull Taco. Oh, yeah, the Astro. I had an Astro. I had a, a 360 Astro. That was the last bike I owned, flat track. Well, when I was young, a flat track bike. And a bad story about that, we ran it at Lakeside Speedway here in Kansas City, and it was a non-AMA event. And the guy that was running the track that night, they had a shortage of bikes, basically. And they ran us all in a group. It was unusual. They had the novice they had the, the novice, junior, seniors, and experts, and they inverted the field. And when the race started, uh, it went pretty well for about two laps for me. And a novice had got it up into the uh, top of the groove, going into back straight into three and four, and I didn't see him. And uh, I ended up in the boilerplate, totaled out the brand-new Astro. And that's when my dad said it was probably about time to get out. It hurt me pretty bad. I busted myself up bad, but I was more upset about the bike than I was myself. I, <laughs> I had a lot of money invested in that bike. One of the things that 
I was always afraid of watching those flat track motorcycle guys is when they hit a rut or they catch their foot on a rock and watch that foot twist around to face the other way. No, I've, I've had that happen many times. That's, that's a lot of my problems today is my left ankle. I've turned it backwards so many times and done so much damage to it. It's, I'm not crippled, but I, I, I'm in a lot of pain from it, mainly on the, your whole left side of your body. It just uh, a lot of damage. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum has an ascot display this season. You actually raced at ascot. I didn't race at ascot. I was there at ascot with Greg when he raced at ascot. What was that whole experience like? It was unbelievable. It was uh, unbelievable. As a matter of fact, that race that he had raced at ascot, that was in 1965, and he was two and a half points out of winning the national championship as a rookie. And all he had, I believe, now I'm, my mind's not what it used to be. I'm not a Ray Lee Goodwin. Ray Lee could tell you everything about every nut and bolt and probably every dirt clod and rock on every track. But I think he had to finish eighth or better in that race to win the championship. And he didn't finish, the, he didn't finish in the top eight. Actually, Johnny Rutherford won that and beat him by two and a half points. But the sad thing was after the race, the car wasn't running right and a lot of speculation, and I don't want to go into that, but when they started to tear a car apart, Ted Hall could tell you this, there was a rag, someone had put a rag in a fuel tank, and they think it either fell in there or someone put it in there, but it was just speculation. But if it hadn't been for that and it hadn't messed up the motor as far as running the way it should have, he probably would have won the championship in 65 as a rookie. It was amazing. The guy was unbelievable in a sprint car. A couple of weeks ago, I asked seven-time USAC national champion Levi Jones what it was like to run on a mile dirt track in a USAC sprint car. What is it like to run on a mile dirt track on a motorcycle? Scary. I did it one time. One race that we ran on a mile, and that was the end of it for me. It was too much. I went back to a short track or a half mile. I never ran a mile but one time. That was a Sedalia, Sedalia, Missouri. Kansas City and Sedalia were hotbeds for racing back in that era. How did you get to know the Weld family? Well, in 1960, well, I'm trying to think what, what it was. 62, I, of course, I met Ray Lee. Ray Lee introduced me to Greg, and I went to the Knoxville Nationals with Greg in 63 as a kid young kid when he won it in 63 but i actually met him before that they had a birthday party one of greg's sisters had thrown a birthday party for greg's father pappy or taylor weld and i got to meet him there and got to know him real well him and we become really good friends we were friends well friends our whole life it was uh just uh, uh unbelievable i don't know what you'd call it you know for a kid that young and that's your idol and to be able to go with him be places with him, and actually be there with the inception of Weld Wheels, too. It was it was something else. It was just, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it was a dream. A dream to have him and Ray, Ray Lee as friends. A lot of people don't get to enjoy that. And you talk about 1963 going with Greg to the Knoxville Nationals, and you got to ride in the car. On the trailer, open trailer, yeah. Didn't ride all the way up, but rode a little ways up, and yeah, it was it was pretty neat. And never dreamed in a million years that he would win the race. 
And when he won, I'm sure there was one heck of a celebration afterwards. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it was, it's, it's exciting. I've got a lot of photographs from that night, from when he won, and then in 68, I was with Ray Lee when he won, and got a, a lot of memories and photos from that night, too. Matter of fact, I've got one that's special when Greg came over and congratulated Ray Lee right after he won the race. How did you end up going with Ray Lee in 68? Oh, uh, just by chance. I was piddling around one night out in the garage, and Raymond came down, and I think I was working on some bikes, of course, and he goes, what do you got going on, kid? You know, they always called everybody kid. What do you got going on this next weekend, kid? I go, nothing. He goes, you want to go up to Knoxville? I said, yo, I'll go up with you. Hell yeah. He said, we'll need some help. I said, I'll be glad to go with you, and rode up with him and Alice. That was his wife. And the boys, the little boys were there, Ray Lee Jr. and Stephen, and went up for that week and sat there and watched him, I, I believe, if I remember right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Clay, but I think he led that thing from start to finish. Yes, he did. So that was just kind of a by-chance thing. I, he just happened to want someone to go up there and help out, and I was more than glad to do it and went up with Gary Swenson and Charlie Williams, who owned the car. And, of course, it was kind of an odd thing. We got to talking Back then, I hadn't started working for the railroad yet. I was still a kid, 14 years old in 68, 15. And I was telling Charlie Williams that my father worked for the railroad. Well, it just so happened, Charlie worked for the railroad, too, the Burlington out of Lincoln, Nebraska. So had a little connection there with him. He, he never forgot that. In 1966, Weld Wheels began developing steel wheels and rims, and you were on the front lines to watch all of this development. That's that's correct. That's correct. That, that business actually got started out of Tom Randall's garage. That's I, I know you've heard of Mark Randall, who restored all the sprint cars for Greg and did a lot of restoration for Speedway Motors in Lincoln, him and John Lane here in Kansas City. But they started the shop in Tom Randall's garage and went from there, and he started, uh, of course, went to 1700 Truman Road and started uh, Weld Wells up. And ended up, a good story about another accusation that he had, he bought out L.A. Wheels here in Kansas City. Roger Lane owned L.A. Wheels. So I was over at the shop one night, and he goes, oh, it was late. I had been over there most of the day, and I was just a kid. And he goes, you think you want to go over to, I think it was Blue Springs, or it might have been Grain Valley, wherever Roger was at. And he goes, you want to go with me? And he says, I'm going to go out and buy L.A. Wheels out tonight. And I said, yeah, I'll go with you. That sounds good. So... Call your mother, so I call my mom. Well, it ended up being one o'clock in the morning before we got back home. <laughs> and we're gonna celebrate afterwards. He thought it was really great that he bought Roger out and he and he got rid of the mainly got rid of some competition. And he goes, You wanna celebrate? And I go, Yeah, what do you want to do? And he goes, Let's go over to Church's Chicken. Now, you have to know Kansas City pretty well. We're going to go over on 43rd and Truce to Church's Chicken at 1 o'clock in the morning. Not a good place to be at 1 o'clock in the morning. But we went, and it was fun. It was great. I worked for him off and on down at the shop. When I get out of school, I go down and I'll sweep up metal shavings and stuff. And I'll talk to the guys. Now, Gene Jennison, he worked there. He was a welder. Got to know Gene really well and, and just... Great people. I've been so fortunate to meet all these people. And then I told you in 1970, I spent the whole month in Indianapolis at some friends, and uh, most of the time spent it with Greg at the Speedway. That's the only time he ever qualified at the Speedway. And that was actually qualifying 
Art Pollard's car. Right, the Art Pollard Car Wash Special, that's correct. What was it like being at Indy for an entire month? It was pretty neat, really neat. The people I stayed with were, uh, well, they were friends of my father's, of course. The older gentleman, all I can remember, his name was George, and his wife's name was Goldie. And they lived right off of 16th Street. And George actually was one of the riding mechanics for Gaston Chevrolet. (laughs) So he had quite a few stories. And me being a kid back then, I didn't care about Gaston Chevrolet. I'd never even heard of him, probably. But, you know, after I got older and found out who the guy was, and he was a riding mechanic, I mean, it really impressed me. It was unbelievable. The two nights at Knoxville, we spent talking about racing stories with Raymond McNish, Rayleigh uh-huh. Goodwin, yourself, Bill Utz, Ralph Parkinson Jr., and Linda Weld. Are two nights I will never forget. Junior, it was an enjoyable night, wasn't it, Clayne? We, we really. It was a beautiful night. I'll, I'll never forget it. We had a lot of fun. It was awesome. And Junior is still racing non-wing sprint cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he goes by the name of Buddy Parker. It's his uh, also known as name. <laughs> I don't know why he's doing that, but you never know his junior. He He's quite the character. You actually just recently retired from flat track motorcycle racing so you can enjoy your retirement and save on what's left of that ankle. Yeah, pretty much so. I, I got back into it after I retired. I, I kept myself in good shape and figured I'd try it out after I got retired, and uh, I had fun with it, but you know, Clay, it was nothing like I remember it. It, it, The environment has changed, and it's just, uh, there was, it was just different. It, it, uh, I still felt welcome, but I just, it wasn't what I was used to. The, uh, of course, younger people, hell, I'm 68 years old. I had no business being out there in the first place, but I did have a good time doing it, and I have no regrets. I'd do it again tomorrow in a heartbeat if someone would give me a bike. (laughs) Something you've also amassed is a huge photo collection, and I enjoy your posts on Facebook. Yes, I do have a large collection. When Greg, towards the end of his life, gave me quite a bit of his photos, I've got literally hundreds and hundreds of, of photos, family photos, and racing photos from all over the country and everywhere he's ever been and also when Raymond before Raymond passed away I was I was fortunate enough of course I was his friend his lifelong friend and I don't know why I was bestowed this but he gave me uh, I've got all of his trophies driving suits his helmets I've got the 1968 and I'm looking at it right in front of me right now the 1968 Knoxville Nationals Championship trophy sitting in my basement the 1972 IMCA Sprint Car National Trophy sitting in my basement, plus literally hundreds of photographs and memorabilia around me. If you ever come to Kansas City, you're more than welcome to come here and go through all this stuff. I would love to have you come by. I would definitely love to stop by and check all of that out. And also, I can't wait till you release your book. On Greg and Ray Lee. Yep, I'm gonna. I'm working on that. I want to get that done, and I hope it's good. I'll probably need some help with it, but. I really would I really would like to accomplish that before I die. Ron, what an incredible life you've already led, and I know you will be busy promoting racing and preserving racing history throughout the years, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show today. Clayne, can I add one more thing before I leave? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I would like to wish my friend Charlie Bybee in Smithton, Missouri, 
a healthy recovery. He had fallen. He has fallen and broken his hip, and is in rehab in Columbia, Missouri. And Charlie was a mechanic for Kenny Taylor years ago in that area down towards Jeff City and in that area uh, when he ran the uh, Super Modifieds. And we just want to give him a, a shout out and get better soon and get back with me and Heavy and start having some fun with us. We miss him. It sounds like maybe he deserves a lunch deliveries from the Smith and Diner from you and Heavy. I believe we're going to have to do that. You're right. <laughs> Ron, thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Thank you, Clay, and you take care. Tell your brother hi for me, and thank you very much. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit is going to be our track tribute to Ascot Speedway and will run from May through September this year. Our track tribute to Ascot Speedway will feature eight of the historically significant race cars that raced during Ascot's heydays of dirt track racing on both the big half-mile track and Ascot's quarter-mile track. Also, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will feature several racing videos and interviews that took place when Ascot was still in existence. With many of our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees from California and the history of their careers shaped at Ascot Speedway, you can expect to see and learn more about these drivers' accomplishments and Hall of Fame careers at the track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you're a West Coast slide them in Sprint Car fan, You won't want to miss our track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Fast Shaft Drive Shafts is the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Now, under new ownership, the mission will not change. Providing drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch forward center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more to racers everywhere. Call Fast Shaft today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Does your car suffer from rough idling installing? Does it hesitate when you take off from the traffic light? If it does, it could be due to dirty fuel injectors. Clean your car's fuel injection system with Justice Brothers Fuel Injection System Cleaner. It cleans the important parts of your fuel system and helps to restore normal operation. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. Available wherever fine automotive products are sold. See our display at Runnings. Tell them at Justice Jr. sent you. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Brianna from Bulldog Coatings. And Brianna, Bulldog Coatings is a family-run, locally-owned business. So when you do business with Bulldog Coatings, you're only dealing with one or possibly two people. Yes, Clayne, that's correct. This is a family-run business. My dad, Todd, my older brother, Alex, my younger brother, Dylan, are all heavily involved in this. So when you call Bulldog Coatings, you're going to speak to one of the four of us, but most likely Todd. And when it comes down to your estimate, you're going to see Todd or Alex. And if you're lucky, when it comes to your install, you're going to see everyone. One thing I like, every time I talk to you, I learn something new about 
garage floors and the capabilities of making them look beautiful. And let's start off with your great user-friendly website. It's easy to navigate and full of information. And as a guy close to age 60, I appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah, we like to make it very easy to do business with us. When you visit our website, you'll see contact information. You'll see some pictures about different projects that we've done, a little bit of information on each thing. And then if you'd like to fill out a bid request online, you can do that as well. Explain the chip system, which also provides durability and safety at the exact same time. So the chip system is our most popular system that we sell and install. That's what you'll see like the speckled garage floors at your neighbor's house, for lack of better terms. The chip system is awesome because it provides a lot of protection for your concrete, but it also provides traction for life. So when you have kids or some people older in the winter when all the snow melts off your car, it's not slippery. You still have traction, but yet it's smooth enough that when you want to squeegee all that water out of your garage, you can do that. The chip system is just all around a great product. The colors in it don't fade from the sun. Anything that comes off your vehicle will wipe right off of this floor. It's just all around a great solution to extend the life of your concrete. With the chip system, the styles and colors are virtually endless. If you can dream it, you can put it on your floor. That is very true, and we also have the ability to do custom color blends, and we've done some really cool ones. We have a color, we call it Magic, and it's actually purple and black and white, and that was a custom color blend we did for a gentleman who wanted his floor to match his hot rod. We've done things from sports teams to school colors, anything you can think of, we can do it. I can't imagine a guy sitting out in his shop with his car club logo in the floor or maybe a Harley Davidson logo or a Green Bay Packer logo. You know, the Packer's going to be the hardest one to do, but if you really, really, really wanted it, we can make it happen. We have the ability to insert your logos into the floor underneath the protective top coating, so that logo will be protected just like everything else, and it's just a really cool addition to have. The other convenience is not to be inconvenienced. This system can actually be done in as little as one day. It certainly can. It can be done in one day. Sometimes we're going to take two just because it all depends on the preparation. And if we're going to do it once, we want this to last for the lifetime of your concrete, which means over 20 years, we're going to do it right. And you mentioned the prep. If there is a major holdup, it can be because of the existing floor condition. But you have ways of taking care of that problem as well. Yes, that's actually one thing we specialize in. We're bulldog coatings, but we specialize in the concrete restoration and repair just as much as we do in the coatings. If it's not prepared right, then the coating doesn't really matter. So whether it's holes, it's a leveling problem, a moisture problem, we have all of the tools, knowledge, and experience to solve those problems before we put the coating on. And once that coating is on, all of those repairs are guaranteed for the life of the coating. Explain the metallic flooring system because that's something new. So the metallic floor coating works very similar to the chip coating. It's just not textured for traction like the chips are. Instead of having those chips in the middle, it's more layers of the polyurea, but that are colored with metallic coloring. Now the metallic can be done so many different ways and 
it's more visual texture we add to it versus actual texture. And it's really fun to create that. Every metallic coating that's done is done by hand. There's no specific manufactured pattern. All of those is done by hand so we can manipulate that to whatever you would like it to be. We've done a lot of cool restaurants, bathrooms, salons. I mean, you can really put it anywhere, some cool basements. You just want to be careful with water. So every metallic floor will be custom. Correct. These systems can be implemented in a basement, man cave, shop, and you even do, as you said, commercial and industrial. Correct. These coatings, every application we do, we treat as an outdoor coating, but they can be used indoors as well. We do lots of basements, um, especially with some of the flooding we've experienced in this area in the past. This is a great solution where you're not going to be replacing your carpet every how many years. We've done a lot of the public parks here in the Owatonna area and some industrial buildings in manufacturing. It's strong enough for the forklift and all those heavy machinery. So it's a great universal product. And I can also see some of the industrial buildings I've walked into to have a display area in the front of their business of products that they make. What a great idea to put this coating down and possibly their logo as you walk through the front door. Yes, that is a great idea. The photos on your website give me some great examples of finished jobs. The outdoor cement patio. When I think about that, I think of all of those old cement slabs that are stained with leaves or stained with walnuts, and they just don't look very appealing. And once you add that coating, you have a new outdoor living space. Yes, and that really is the idea behind it. All of these coatings extend the living area of your home, whether it's into your garage, your man cave, your patio, and it does solve all those problems of the stains, whether it's the leaves and walnuts on your patio or the oil in your garage. We clean up all that concrete, we put the coating over it, and then the coating's going to last 20 years or longer. Bulldog Coatings title-sponsored the Full Throttle Fall Nationals. The fans and participants are really your target market because they're car enthusiasts. They like to work on things. And you were very busy that day talking to a lot of people that had interest in your product. Yes, that is one of our favorite events to be a part of. It's just a great, fun event all around, but it is. It's a great way to get in touch with people that are in our target market, and that's people who spend a lot of time in their garage working on cars and building things, just tinkering around. So if you're looking at extending your current living space or just making your shop the coolest on the block, Mm -hmm. how can they find out more about Bulldog Coatings? You can visit our website or our Facebook page is Bulldog Coatings MN, or you can go ahead and give Todd a call at 507-837-9773. Brianna, as always, thank you for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Of course. Thanks, Clayne. Rhino Egg is known for being the first in flex wings. They offer a full line starting with the TS and a 10-foot cutting width for tractors as low as 30 to 60 horsepower, all the way up to a 20-foot cutting width to handle any job you throw at it. Visit rhinoag.com to see all Rhino has to offer or to find a dealer near you. BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at bpracingfuels.com. 
At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. Does the thought of raking your leaves and hauling them away frighten you? If so, call Wolf and Sons at 455-3524 and they'll take the fright out of your fall. <laughs> Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at AeroRaceWheels.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Bob at Midwest Collision. And Bob, one issue I have been hearing lately in the collision repair world is people are just snapping photos on their cell phone and sending them into their insurance company for an estimate. Not a good idea because you can't see all the hidden damage and it might come back to haunt you. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a uh, avenue that the insurance companies have taken now with uh, customers as far as trying to, on their end, they believe they're speeding up the process. Sometimes you have to do it. You don't have a choice. It's the only way we can get the ball rolling, and then we'll take care of the rest on our end. And sometimes those hidden parts can be really expensive hidden parts. Yep, there always is a lot of extra parts you do not see from a picture from the outside, uh, especially if it's a customer. Um, no offense to the customer, but you don't always know exactly what you're looking for compared to us as far as getting the detailed pictures, which help a lot. Your mission statement, count on Midwest Collision to get the job done right. There is a lot said in that statement about who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, we try to do the best we can with every job we have, you know, no flaws from the beginning to the end, and make sure the customer's happy at the end of the day. That's the biggest thing for us. Cheap parts. We all know if you search long enough, you'll find some, but some of them I wouldn't recommend. There's a lot of cheap alternative ways out there for parts. You just got to be really careful what you buy. And generally, just like the rest of the world, if it's cheaper, there's a reason why. The old adage, you get what you pay for, the fit and finish definitely isn't going to be what factory parts are. Nope, definitely not. OEM is definitely more of the way to go. Midwest Collision also provides over 50 years of experience in the collision industry. That must mean we're getting old, Bob. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right there, Clay. Time does go by fast, but we're still here having fun and fixing cars. I know right now I see you've got a lot full of vehicles out here, and the guys are really busy in the back. What are you seeing the most of right now? Is it deer and turkey collisions or is it other stuff uh generally it's just a lot of your everyday actions and occurrences uh, the deer heads have ramped up here the last month or so a couple of turkeys you know and the raccoons of course but with the harvest season coming up around the corner i anticipate a lot more deer hits it is amazing what a big old raccoon can do to a car yeah it's just like hitting a bowling ball yeah they do quite a bit of damage and vehicles nowadays sit so low to the ground it makes a big difference there as well Here at Midwest Collision, you will also spend as much time as needed to get the job done right the first time. Yep, if we don't feel like the job's ready to go that day, and we may have told you that day it'd be ready, we'll tell you we need an extra day just to finish things up right so it doesn't have to come back for any unnecessary repairs that we missed. Midwest Collision also provides a lifetime warranty on work performed. Talk about the peace of mind your customers get when they leave here and they know that the work that's been done is going to stay that way. 
Yeah, our, uh, we definitely lifetime warranty on all our workmanship on our vehicles that we do. We stand behind them as long as you're the owner of the vehicle. That's definitely what we're here for. And if you ever do have any issues, you know, feel free to come and contact us or stop in. The advancements in paint technology, the old systems that people used to use and have to sand between layers and different coats of lacquer and all of that stuff. The new technology really allows you to work on small areas on touch-up and really blend the paint so you cannot tell that any work's been performed. Yeah, if there's a dent like in the middle of your fender or your door or your hood, you can generally fix that area, do your preparation, put your sealers down and your colors, you can blend your colors out and then clear the whole panel and you know you cannot see what we had repaired. Compared to the old days when you had the old lacquers, like Clayton was saying, you had to buff them and sand them and then re-clear them again. It was quite the process. When you see the word licensed, bonded, and insured, what does that mean for a customer here? That if their vehicle's here at our shop being repaired, we have insurance on the shop and their vehicle else being worked on in the shop. So that means we have shop insurance, you know, and bonded is, you know, the price of something were to happen. Three of our technicians... Out of three of us are certified for painting and welding and frame structural as well. And that is very important because you may not think of this when you drop your car off, but God forbid there was ever a fire, your vehicle's covered. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, nowadays with the vehicles with the insulation they have stuffed in different areas and the foam inside the panels, you know, you got to really be careful of what you're doing. So if something were to happen, your vehicle will definitely be safe. You also do hail repair which is a real art if you've ever seen it done to get those dings to back out exactly the way they were put into the vehicle. Yeah, right now I currently have two gentlemen doing paintless dent repair at the shop. They've been here since the second week of April when that hailstorm rolled through. they got about two more weeks left here, and they'll be done. Two of the guys together, the one guy has 38 years experience, the other guy's got 34, so they know the ropes pretty well, and it's uh, it's an art. You definitely, you know, if you ever want to stop by sometime if we're fixing the car of yours, we're more than happy to show you how it works. Minnesota state law, you have the right to choose where your vehicle is repaired, yeah, you most definitely do. I mean, Minnesota law, like Clayton said, is correct. You can get your vehicle fixed wherever you want. Insurance companies cannot dictate where the vehicle is fixed at. They might try to tell you that if you don't go to their shops, the warranty is not there. Well, technically, the warranty lands on the shop, not the insurance company anyway. I always say, if you ever want to find out about a business, just speak to a former customer. And you have some great testimonials on your website from past customers. They really appreciate you and what your whole staff does here. Yeah, we try to do the best we can and strive for, you know, customer service number one. I mean, obviously their vehicle as well. Kind of the way I look at it is besides your home, your vehicle's your next biggest investment. I mean, so it's something you want to keep looking nice. And if something happens, you want to repair it correctly as well. The biggest change here at Midwest Collision is you have some office help. I do not know how you handled all of it by yourself for as long as you did, but now maybe this winter you'll actually get to work on the Nova a little bit. Yeah, definitely would be nice. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate enough I was able to hire a young gal in the office here about three months ago. been running everything myself for the last 11 years, so I can get more in the shop now is where I want to be. So, yeah, I got pretty lucky there. Now uh, I got a 68 Nova I've been working on, and hopefully it'll time freed up this winter to work on that as well. I had a chance to bump into you a little bit at the Full Throttle Demo Derby. How'd you enjoy that event? Yeah, that was uh, quite the event. Actually, uh, Kelly, my new receptionist, we brought her and her husband there as well, and they had a blast as well. Uh, 
Carlos and crew did a heck of a job. It was a definitely a bang out show. Bob, if they'd like to find out more about Midwest Collision here in Faribault, what are the best ways to do that? Our best is probably just give us a call uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to 5, Monday through Thursday, excuse me, Friday, 7 to 4, 507 332 Bob, thanks for all you do, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Thank you, Clayton. Much appreciated on your end, too. new products from Weir's Machine Racing Products is our load pull stick. These are used on the corner of your race car. You can gather all kinds of data with them or you can change springs with them. So this is our ratcheting version. We make it into ratcheting and non-ratcheting so you can pull the car into motion either on the ground or on jack stands. Pulling the car into motion on the ground will simulate the travel through the motion and tell you if you have a bind or not. One of the things that we're using this for is to change springs. So you would have this set to a certain distance. You would hook it up to the race car. You'll get a load number You'll pull the spring out, put the next spring in, hook it back up. The load number will be different, and then you will screw the screw jack until the load number is the same. This is simply a tool to build a notebook for you to tune your race car. Simply just a tool for changing springs, finding a bind in your suspension, and then tuning your right front or left front packages. For more information on our products, find us on the internet at weirsmachine.com. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packaging needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized services to ensure quality products. Office and production positions currently available. See foamcraftpackaging.com or call them at 507-455-2893. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Hitch Dock Power Sports is your source for American-made Eagle plows. Now's your chance to get your ATV, UTV, or side-by-side equipped and ready for winter. Go to HitchDockPowerSports.com and enter code FALL2022 to save 10% on everything in your cart. As an added bonus, all orders over $100 get free shipping. Head over to HitchDockPowerSports.com. Welcome back to our special segment here on The Dirt Show, brought to you by Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings. And as always, I'm joined by Speed the Sauce Man. And Speed, we are ready for our first frost up here in Minnesota. It could be any day now. And the gardens are full of produce, and people are bringing them in by the buckets. And you've got a tremendous recipe if you have a bumper crop of jalapenos. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Plain, I've made it for years. I always do a double batch, and I think I made probably three or four double batches already this year. And what beautiful jalapenos this year. And, of course, I suppose every year, but, boy, they're just so nice and big and plump. And I'll tell you what, I give this bottle to a couple of people, and it don't take long. And the next year, they're back playing, saying, hey, you ain't making that jalapeno pepper jelly, are you, Speed? It just makes a nice little gift to give out, and it's a real easy recipe. You take 16 nice jalapeno peppers and uh, cut the stems off, and I split them in half, and I take all the seeds and the pith out from the center. If you leave the seeds and stuff in, it'll make it a lot hotter. 
by taking the seeds out, it's got a nice flavor, but it's not real hot. But I pop the seeds out, and I throw them in a blender. Then I throw in a cup and a half of cider vinegar and blend that up real good so it's just like a mash. And then put it in a uh, stock pot. You know, don't take a big one. An eight-quarter is plenty big. Put the heat on it, and then as soon as it comes to a boil, add six and a half cups of white sugar, granulated sugar to it, and stir that and bring that up to a, a boil again. And then add a few drops of green food coloring just to get whatever color you'd like. Otherwise, it's kind of a, you don't have to put it in there, but it's kind of real pale green. If you put a few drops of green food coloring in there, it makes it nice and bright. And then bring that up again, back up to a boil again after you put the sugar in and keep stirring it. And then add one package of that Serto or you can use sure gel, either one. Dump that in there and stir that in and bring it back up to a nice rolling boil for a minute or two. And then uh, I put mine in eight ounce jars. If your dishwasher got a sanitized cycle on it, you can just throw them in your dishwasher and wash them and then you want them nice and hot and, and need to say really clean. But uh, single batch will fill about, oh, about nine of those uh, eight ounce jars. Cap them. And it's fun just to listen to them pop when they're sealing. And I'll tell you what's really good then, a lot of people, you know, just pour it over a block of cream cheese and eat it with crackers that way. Well, Barb Putin helps out at cookies cleaning the rib wagon. He said, speech, he said, the easier trick to do is you're always breaking the crackers on the cream cheese. Put a block of cream cheese, pour that eight ounce jar of jalapeno pepper, let the cream cheese come to room temperature and just mix it with a fork. Or better still, if you got a little hand mixer, just mix the cream cheese and the jalapeno pepper jelly together, and it's easy to dip into. And I'll tell you what, once you start on it, you're going to have a hard time ever stopping because it's just, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's just got a, just a real neat flavor. It's not a, not a hot spicy. You know, people say, oh, it's too spicy. It isn't. It's just, uh, it's just got a great flavor, thing. So that's a good way to get rid of jalapeno peppers. Speed, that sounds like a great idea for one of these fall racing specials for your tailgate party or for your next hunting trip. Speed for these recipes and more. How can they find that out? I'll tell you what, just go to our website, cookiesbbq.com. I'll tell you what, just read through a whole bunch of them and they'll take the average person and just turn them into a renowned chef overnight. Speed, as always, thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. And don't forget, smart cookies use cookies. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it, we help you mow it, run it, or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor. Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507 527 
1020. Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric. Offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507-451-1387. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Arlington Raceway finished out their racing season last Saturday night, September 24th, in the IMCA Hobby A-Main. Gavin Bussinger over Taylor Manderfield in the Sport Compacts. Jason Bolt over over Justin Dosey in the Outlaw Hobby A-Main. Dakota Robinson over Chad Schroeder in the Sport Mods. Matthew Loaf over Jeff Lloyd in the Race Saver Sprint Car A-Main. Bill Johnson over Brett Allen in the Stock Cars. Kurt Lund over Matthew Loaf. And in the Modifieds, Clint Haddlestead over Trent Loverud. Deer Creek Speedway kicked off their fall jamboree last Thursday night, September 22nd, in the 30-lap modified A-Main. Lucas Schott over Darren Farquhar in the USRA B-Mod A-Main. Joe Chisholm over Zach Brom. Friday night's fall jamboree at Deer Creek Speedway saw 63 modifieds and 75 B-Mods enter the track. When the dust settled in the 40-lap A-Main, for the modifieds, it was Caden Carter, over Jake O'Neill, and in the USRA B-Mods, Chris Jackson over Ben Mowdry. Saturday night's Fall Jamboree finale on September 24th in the 50-lap A-Modified A-Main, Jim Chisholm over Brandon Davis, and in the USRA B-Mods, it was Joe Chisholm over Brandon Hare. Last Saturday and Sunday night, Granite City Motor Park ran a two-night event with a reschedule from Friday night, Saturday night's results in the Midwest Modifieds, Ashley Merworth over Zach Benson in the Mod 4s, Tommy Pagonis over Tommy Bowden in the Modifieds, Shane Sabraski over Don Ishens in the Wissota Late Models, Cole Searing over Dave Moss in the Street Stocks, Ty Agan over Caden Woody in the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski over Dexton Cook, and in the Hornets, Jenna Hageman over Mac Johnston. Night two at Granite City Motor Park, Sunday night, September 25th. In the street stocks, Colton Brower over Justin Pagonis. In the Wissota Late Models, Dave Moss over Danny Vang. In the Hornets, Nathan Cole over Jenna Hageman. In the Midwest Mods, Wyatt Boyum over Brandon Merworth. In the Mod Fours, Landon Rant over Chad Funt. In the Modifieds, Don Ishens over Devin Fawkett. And in the Super Stocks, Jordan Henkemeyer over Dustin Nelson. Napa know-how. It's fall harvest time again, and whether your equipment needs a hydraulic hose, fluids, or filters, Napa has what you need. If it's your ride you want to keep firing on all cylinders, this month Napa has deals on parts to help you hit the road with confidence. With a nationwide network of parts and care, Napa has what you need to get up and go. Napa, a proud sponsor of The Dirt Show. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.